0: Let's pray together. Let's just spend a few moments in quiet, uh, lifting your heart up to God. Maybe you want to reflect on uh, what Jenny was uh, speaking to us, just about bringing your places of feeling overwhelmed or um, like you've had too much or whatever might be on your heart. Let's just take a few moments in quiet and then uh, we'll pray the Lord's prayer together. So let us pray. and the glory forever. Amen. Well, good evening, everyone. It's good to see you. Uh, happy Thursday night to you. Uh, I am definitely happy to be with you. My name's Jacob. I'm one of the, hi, John. I'm um, one of the pastors uh, here, and it is a thrill to, to, to share with you tonight uh, some things that God's Word has to say to us, and uh, I pray that God can, can use me in a way to, to speak to us tonight. Um, a word of hope, Um, if you're just needing something to hold on to, but also uh, a word of wisdom, something that can help us uh, in in this time. I have an 11-year-old daughter named Phoebe, and we were sitting on the couch the other night and uh, she was doing her homework, and she, she says to me, she's kind of figuring out uh, words, you know, she like what some bigger words mean and kind of figuring those out, the, how they're distinctive from other words. And so uh, she's, she's doing that, and she says to me, she says, Pop, that's, my, that's her grandfather, my dad, so she's talking about Pop. She says, she says, Pop is very intelligent, right? And she said, he knows, she said, what's the word? She said, he knows a lot of information, so she's talking about her grandfather. She said, Pop knows a lot of things. She said, if you need to know things, go to Pop. But then she said, but Nana, and I, a sentence that starts, but Nana, is a good one, right? It's like, it's almost like, but God, you know what I mean? You know, how people, you know some preacher would be like, you're going through something hard, but God, you know, you need help, but God, right? And so when she said, but Nana, she had my attention, So she said, So Pop knows a lot of information, but she said, But Nana is wise. (laughs) And I I didn't even ask another question. I just kind of let her roll with it for a minute. She said, Nana knows what to say to help me know what I'm supposed to do next. She said, Nana knows how to help me feel better. Now, quick aside, because this is also being recorded. Some of you are are watching this. Uh, Just get my dad off the hook. Uh, My dad is a very wise man, right? (laughs) He's actually the wisest man I know. He's just not as wise as Nana. (laughs) Okay? In comparison. And so Phoebe, uh, she often goes over there after school. She watches Jeopardy! with Pop. He knows a lot of information. But Nana... Uh, especially in this season of Phoebe's life, has true wisdom for her. And she goes to Nana, and Nana tells her things that helps her know what she's supposed to do next. Um, It makes her feel better. And and so I can see how as she's thinking about the words intelligence and information and wisdom, she's like, I can see wisdom in my Nana. Maybe a better way of saying it is, I find wisdom there. Now, I need y'all to know something tonight, okay? I need you to know that I'm still preaching from a place of weakness, okay? Not spiritual weakness, I don't think, but some physical weakness, some mental weakness. Some of y'all know I had a health scare that laid me low for a couple of weeks. I'm still preaching from that place. I'm still preaching uh, from a place of weakness. I am preaching tonight from a place of having seen my human limitations. I'm preaching from a place of God rescued me. I'm preaching tonight from a place of uh, thank you for another chance. I'm preaching tonight from a place of thank you for another breath. I'm preaching tonight from thank you for this breath. I'm preaching tonight as I walked up here, I said, God, I believe your grace is enough for me tonight and that your strength can be made perfect in weakness. And so I'm saying that because when you're in that place, you are less interested in information In fact, I've got like a couple decades stored up of information about God, which is wonderful, wonderful information that if you're lucky enough, I'll share it all with you. But I am interested in this season of my life in wisdom, wisdom from above, wisdom from something outside of myself, wisdom in the spirit wisdom from God. I need need something to help me know what I'm supposed to do next. I need some wisdom to help me feel better, (laughs) right? My intellect and brain power have limits that can even be lessened by circumstances in an instant. Where do I go? Where do I clean? I go to the heart of God who is pouring out wisdom from on high, showing me what I'm supposed to do next. And so uh, we are gonna talk tonight some about, uh, because James does, about our feelings and our desire. And I just want you to know, you will feel better when you hear and heed God's wisdom. You'll actually feel better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of dog on feelings a little bit, say that feelings are not everything and our desires are not everything that we're supposed to follow after. But I want you to know that if you heed God's wisdom and hear God's wisdom, you're gonna feel a lot, a lot better. So James chapter 1, verse 12 is where we're picking up tonight. And it says this, "'Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised.'" To those who love him. If you'll just leave that up, Jeff, this is saying blessed is the one who keeps going. Blessed is the one who does not give up. Blessed is the one who perseveres when they're going through something difficult, what could be called a trial. Blessed is the, is the one who perseveres when the world's throwing everything at her or throwing everything at him. This doesn't say blessed is the one who's crushing it right now. This doesn't say blessed is the one who is carrying out with precision and specificity everything at their job right now, and they're getting it all done. This doesn't say, you know, that, uh, that blessed is the one who, who, who's noticed and, and who's getting it right. It says blessed is the one who didn't throw in the towel. Blessed is the one who got up this morning and kept going. Blessed is the one who dragged their tail to Thursday night worship. That one gets God's favor. That one gets God's blessing. That one gets, uh, that one experiences joy. Now, if you haven't been studying James all week, you might've even thought that verse was the verse we've been reading for the last two weeks. It's almost a mirror image of verse two of chapter one of James. So I'm gonna read you that one too, because they're so similar. So this is verse 12. Verse two says this, "'Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters.'" Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. James is saying that joy, blessing, favor is connected to the hard thing you're going through right now. That joy is connected to your pain. That joy is not, um, well, joy is just right there in your struggle and it's attained when you persevere in the Spirit. What James is sharing here is wisdom from above. This is wisdom from God because it doesn't necessarily sound like worldly wisdom that you might get out on the street. Worldly wisdom says avoid pain, create a safe place. Um, Happiness is gonna be found in your next vacation because you're gonna be away from all the people who bother you. Uh, so it's sort of like just kind of get through your life till you can get to retirement and then it's gonna be a bed of roses, worldly wisdom. But the wisdom from above says, in your struggle right now is the opportunity for the most beautiful life you will ever know. What you're going through right now, uh, James says, I'm gonna call, uh, call it like wearing a crown of life. And a crown of life is worn by those who allow God to work in their pain, work in their struggle. And by persevering, they find this joy, blessing, life. Liz Reese said to me, uh, this is Liz. Actually, I saw it on your Facebook post, Liz, when I was stuck at home for a while. But we talked about it on the phone. And she said, you won't understand my praise until you understand my pain. Like, you won't understand why I'm praising like this. You won't understand these tears. You won't understand my joy until you understand what God has brought me through. Your joy is connected to your pain. What James is talking about here, uh, I think is uh, the biggest secret. I'm, I need to stand up, okay? I've been trying to like take it easy, but I think I'm okay, all right? Um, what James is talking about here in the scripture, it's the biggest spiritual secret that the evil one would want you to never discover. Like If he could keep one thing from you, I believe that if he could, if he could trick you, his best trick would be for you to never get what James is talking about right here that as we live in a culture that's built off, you know, an economic system and a power structure that preys on fear, that keeps us seeking to be constantly striving for more things, for better things. Constant distraction is the nature of the game right now for us to, rather than look at what's actually going on in our hearts, we'll just keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Look at another post, look at another post, click on another advertisement until we're numb. The secret that James, the brother of Jesus, who saw his brother and Lord nailed to a cross He had to ask himself, you know, during those three days, did we miss it? Were we wrong? (laughs) Have we been forgotten? Has God forsaken us? Am I a fool to have given my life to this Jesus? James had to think, no way were we supposed to think, be this low and this broken. James, who witnessed the suffering of Christ, also witnessed the resurrection of Christ. He saw the nail prints in his Lord's hands, the pierced side of the risen Jesus. He saw that the suffering was real of Jesus, but also the resurrection was real. He's saying in this letter, hey, followers of Jesus who are now facing your own cross and are now facing your own nail prints, this is his word for them. Don't give up. Don't stop. Keep going. As they face the persecution that the early Christians were facing, James says, Don't give up, guys. Don't stop. Just persevere. The joy will be found there. He's saying, don't see the pain or the trial as evidence that God has turned his head from you. See it as the thing that allows you to fully participate with Jesus in the suffering of this broken world so that we will not know a flimsy happiness that hangs its hat on some vacation we'll get to take in a few months, but instead it's mature and it's complete and it's joyful and it cannot be shaken by illness and it cannot be shaken by a seizure and it cannot be shaken by a loss and it cannot be shaken by cancellations or by grief or the betrayal of a friend or the government or a virus or any pain. It cannot be shaken. And sometimes in the midst of like what I've gone through, I, I would say to God, I think, I think maybe it can be shaken. <laughs> and so let me give a different word. Maybe it can be shaken, but it cannot be taken. No, the joy given to those of us who follow Christ is not burned up in the fire of the trials we faced. It is refined by it. And so we can walk through and hear words like, blessed is the one who persevered under trial because having stood the test, that person, that person, That grieving person, that broken person, the one who lost everything person, that person, when they persevere, will receive a crown of life because the Lord promised it to her, promised it to him. Look, look, I like sandy beaches as much as the next gal, okay? I like vacation. But if I put my hope in my November vacation... If I live my life for every time I'll get to escape, then we will, I will actually miss life. I told you I'm preaching from a place of weakness. It's really a place of deep gratitude, right? That I've been given this breath and perhaps the next one. And there's a wisdom in God's word that can lead us to live lives of joy right here and right now. So I can walk around Mount Juliet with a crown on, Right now. I have to admit to you, I felt a little shaky today. I haven't felt my best. But I have a crown of life and I have joy because of a God who's promised something to me and is going to give it. So I can walk into Publix with a crown on Or I can walk into a public high school in a moment when I go pick up my daughter after a volleyball game with a crown of life on. In Mount Juliet, Tennessee, or Hermitage, or Lebanon, or wherever you may be watching this from, we could be a group of people who don't ignore suffering, but say we know the suffering that real life brings, and yet because we persevere, we carry the crown of life into the places we go because there's actually other people that need to know Jesus, not just us and so they need to see that in us. James, I've been thinking about this all week. This is so this is crazy. This is amazing, okay? James is writing this letter He's trying to convince the early church that they won't be burned by the fire that they're going through, but they'll be refined and galvanized in such a way so that nothing can touch them. You understand that this fledgling group of people, these people that James is writing, writing to, a persecuted people in the first century to whom James was writing, do you know what they did? They did not give up. They did not stop. They kept going. They persevered. They kept James' letter. Do you understand that? He wrote them a letter, and they kept it, and they held on to it, and they passed it down, and they passed it down to today. We're reading from this letter. We know Jesus, and we know life because they held on to it. And so guess what, guys? We got to do the same. Uh, You know, like at some point, We've heard enough about the seizure, Jake. All right, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going together. Let's persevere. Let's shout about our victories. Let's claim what God has done in our life. Let's wear a crown of life. Does that mean we don't go through hard things? No, we do, but we persevere. It doesn't say you have to be crushing it. It just says you keep going. And, and so a big part of the wisdom that perseverance teaches us is how to identify what God is doing while you're in the difficult circumstance. So hang with me for a minute. Like there's a difference. I can tell after I've gone through a hard thing, I can look back and I can say, oh man, I can see now what was going on. I learned some things from that. I can see what God was doing. Wisdom though, wisdom is while you're actually in it, you see what God is doing. While you're actually in it, you have a faith and like this look in your eye. People are like, what's wrong with you? You're like, I have joy. I'm actually considering this joy right now. Th- this thing that you're going through? You're like, yeah, I count it all joy because I'm persevering and I know the promise. So um, when we are immature in our thinking, when we don't have that wisdom and we face difficulty, James says we get pushed around like a wave or like shifting sand, he says. And so we end up being tempted in a sense to do some things outside of wisdom that will hurt us even more. So we, we um, I said something dumb this week. I know you can't believe that, but I was in a moment of immaturity and I did something dumb. I knew it almost the instant, not before, but almost the instant, Gary, after I said it. And so we do some things that are immature. We act out, we lash out, we do dumb stuff. But think about someone you know is wise. Think of someone that you're like, that person is wise to me. I guarantee you that person has done done dumb stuff. They've experienced struggle. They've made mistakes, but they persevered. They got through it, and it taught him or her to be able to see what God is up to in the midst of life so when you're going through a struggle, they can speak to you, and you're like, that's helping me know what to do next. You know, Phoebe receives a lot of wisdom from her nana because nana knows just what it's like to be an 11-year-old girl who's gone to a new school. She's lived this. So no wonder when Phoebe goes to Nana, she's, she's listening closely. There's a lot of, my dad doesn't know diddly squat about that, right? He has never experienced that. I don't know why I'm picking on dad so much this tonight. I've had to feed his chickens all week while he's on vacation. It's really nasty. I don't like chickens. So here, here's what James says next, okay? He says, when you're tempted, so you're going to be tempted in the midst of your trial. When you're tempted, don't say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person uh, is tempted. uh, The next verse, Jeff, but each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. So this is wisdom. When we're going through something hard, we're gonna feel the temptation to kind of act out, you know, act sinfully. We'll want to think that God sort of set us up in some terrible situation. This is kind of immature thinking, it's normal, okay? And we'll be like, why, did, why am I here? How did I get here? And, and so we'll end up doing things that like hurt other people or act out in a selfish way. Um, and and we'll sort of say, what other choice do I have, right? This is so hard. What other choice do I have but to act this way? That's normal. But James is being real practical, and he's saying that kind of action is not God tempting you or testing you to see how strong you are or something like that. It's just your desire. (laughs) It's just you, right? It's just a a sinful desire that we all have. Angela shared with us last week, we all want to eat from the tree that God said not to eat from. Adam and Eve, yes, but you and me too. So wisdom helps us be able to identify when something is just my desire to do something um, or if God is actually leading us somewhere. So the next verse says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. When we're going through hard things, we will be tempted, but not by God. It's a temptation to follow after our own desires. It's the same temptation of the garden. I want to take a hold of the thing so I can can sort of be God in this moment. And that desire to go my own way uh, when it is conceived in you, this is kind of weird, but James is giving this conception pregnant birth metaphor for what happens with our desires and with sin. So he says, when evil desire is conceived in me, that conception will lead to a birth and what is birthed, is sin. Sin is not a great birth announcement, okay? Like you have to go out to your family in the waiting room. Like, is it a boy? Is it a girl? What's been growing in you this time? And you're like, it's sin. And this metaphor keeps going and it says, and when your sin grows up, your baby sin grows up, it's going to give birth to death. In the garden, God says you can have all this, all this life, all these good things. Just don't be tempted by this one thing. And if you, he says, if you eat that, you're going to die. So I'm going to give you the next verse too, and it's the good news, all right? But it's going to look weird at first. I think this might be the most important verse for 2021, maybe just for me. But here it is. It says, don't be deceived, dear brothers and sisters. I kind of let it sit there for a moment when I read it this week. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. And I know this is, you know, anytime we talk about sin, it's hard stuff. It can make you put up some walls. We've all got it. But does this verse sound like somebody who wants anything less than the very best for you, right? He's saying, Don't be deceived, dear brothers and sisters. Don't be tricked, my dear brothers and sisters. The snake tricked Adam and Eve. Don't be tricked. Don't be tricked to think that anything but God's way and wisdom is the way to go because of your feelings. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. And so I say it to us, don't be tricked. Ask God for wisdom to show you the truth. The truth is that God wants good for you. He doesn't want the evil desire, sin, death metaphor for you. He doesn't want your birth announcement to your family this season after this hard trial we've gone through to be like, yeah, what I grew in this time was sin in my life. Instead, he says he's making us the first fruits of all creation so that we can wear a crown of life. And so here's the word that I think God wants us to hear tonight. It's real simple. It's just don't give up, right? Don't stop. Go to wisdom instead of just what you desire. Wear the crown, the crown of life. Maybe there's somebody here who needs to hear that. Don't give up. Maybe you're, you're watching online where you are right now. This is the word that you needed to hear from God. Don't give up, don't stop, keep going. Last week, Angela said, you know, the first step in this wisdom from above is bringing our heart to the heart of God. It's surrender. It's saying, I want what God wants, not what I want. The next step is don't give up. (laughs) Just don't stop, okay? Keep going, keep going. For the next few weeks, we're gonna be telling you about a night we're having in, in October. And you're like, October, yeah, October, the end of October. It's so important that I need you to know about it right now. And it's gonna be a time for people to be baptized or recommit their lives to Jesus. And uh, so I just want you to to be thinking about that. There's Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. I didn't. Sorry, I should have asked you if I could put that up there. Um, <laughs> October the 28th. Uh, we want you to be here, but we also know that there are folks through coming through this last um, couple of years are ready to say, "I'm all in on Jesus." I surrender my life. I surrender my life to him. So I just wanted to see that link, prob.church slash sign up. If you wanna recommit your life to Jesus, we'll have ways to do that. Or if you wanna say yes, go there. Mark, myself, one of our pastors will contact you and we'll, we'll work through that, okay? Uh, I wanna invite you to stand and then I'm gonna pray for us and then we're gonna, we're gonna sing and worship together, okay? If you'll stand. God, we thank you um, that everywhere we go, you are there that you never leave us or forsake us. And we thank you for the promise uh, given in the scriptures tonight, which is if we persevere, if we keep going, then we can count it joy because you are working something, you are producing something in us, a perseverance that will lead us to attain life right here and now. And so Lord, I pray for those who need it tonight that they could just feel the crown of life being pressed down upon their head and upon their forehead, life on our heads blessing on our heads, joy on our heads. Feel it in the spirit, uh, we pray, God. We pray that the crown of life would come and set down upon the heads of your people because we're gonna keep going, because we're gonna persevere and because we're gonna count it all joy. In Jesus' name, amen.